Hey everyone, welcome to the Coastal Podcast. I'm Pastor Lucas Granger and want to say thank you for listening in. May this podcast bring some light to your world today. Enjoy grace and peace. Time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Where does the creator of the universe send his son? Where does the prince of peace make his entrance? A barn, a stable, a a manger of all places. Certainly no place fit for a king. But then again, this was no ordinary king. The Savior is born in a stable. So there are animals and uh, animal stuff, manure, mud, a pitiful place for a human, much less the king of kings. So, why? Why would he do that? Because the shepherd was coming to care for his sheep, to make a way for his sheep. And and that's what shepherds do. They live where the sheep are. They eat where they eat, and they sleep where they sleep. And this will be a sign to you you'll find the babe wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. You ever thought about that sign? Sign for what? Maybe it is a sign that Jesus is accessible to everyone. Maybe it's a sign that the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills can relate to a homeless person. That God will have nothing to do with the social status of mankind. Either way, it's a sign for all of us to go and do likewise. You see, later, Paul would write these words, that you should have the same attitude as Jesus Christ, who, being in the nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself. He made himself nothing, becoming a servant, becoming a human Creator who had been served since before the dawn of time stepped out of heaven to become a servant. Who does that? The God who's laid in a manger, a messy feeding trough. Yeah. Why such a messy place? Because he came to save messy people. So. That first Christmas was dirty, grimy, filthy. (laughs) It was messy. But thank God it was. Because without it, what a mess we'd be in. Good morning, Coastal. Merry Christmas. Come on, let's stand to our feet and let's worship this morning. Come on. 
y'all know this song. Joy to the world. Come on. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. you guys know this next song. Let's sing, Oh Come All You Faithful. 
Guys, feel free to take your seats as we continue with the service. Surprise kind of reminds me how God works. 
he likes to hint the big things. Like the way he hinted about that very first Christmas gift. All those years ago, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. And the virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son. And he shall be called Emmanuel. Yeah, he was preparing the gift, all right. God packed up the greatest gift that the world had ever seen. Not even he could keep it to himself. He gets me. And God didn't just let the surprise slip once. No, he let the cat out of the bag nearly 300 times in the Old Testament. We call them prophecies. But here's the big difference between God's prophecies and just spoiling the surprise. One is giving the gift early, but you don't get to open it. And the other is God giving us a gift of hope while we wait for Jesus to come. <laughs> Do you see it? He wasn't telling us a secret. He was making us a promise. Because we humans, three chapters into the creation story, we managed to mess it all up. Yeah, we needed saving. Desperately. So, God kept sending us hope through his prophets and messengers. And that hope was the gift of his son, the Messiah. And there will never be a greater gift than Jesus. And the cool thing is that hope isn't over. He promises to come again and take us all home. So the gift is just right there. The question is, Will you accept it? Hmm. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, said the angel to her. For... You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son who will be named Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. Mary replied, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said to me come true. And then he left her. Come on, let's stand to our feet one more time and let's, let's worship.
and boy, did they bet a lot on that star. But just like the one they were traveling to see, this star stood out as something special. This one beckoned, follow me, and what a payoff. When they arrived in Bethlehem, they asked, where is the one born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. And it got me thinking, is worship a little different the harder the journey to get there? Struggling along the road with others? The type of trip that tests your faith and breaks your back? What's that worship like? I can't speak for the wise men. Maybe they shouted hallelujah, or they knelt in quiet reverence. We've all walked our own difficult journeys. And when we got to the other side, we all felt it. The joy we had to fight for tasted just a bit sweeter. And for that bright morning star, the one that caught you in awe when you saw it, well, what else can you do but rejoice when you realize that the journey is always leading you to Jesus? At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All, re all returned to their own ancestral towns 